Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. Man, we got some good stuff for you. We're even going to talk some horse racing. Some Brett Favre, Jim Harbaugh, Colin Kaepernick, NBA, NFL, LSU, high school, MLB. Rick Robinson and I have a Chin Music podcast available Wednesday the 24th all about MLB and their attempt to start playing baseball. So scroll through Talking Sports with TK. Look for Chin Music with Rick Robinson and myself. But this is Sports Takes. Trey Blossman and I, hard-hitting opinions coming straight at you. You might agree, you might not. Hey, connect on social media and give us some feedback. You can connect with me. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. We're going to hear a quick message, then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's Sports Takes. A lot of hard-hitting opinions about things in society and the world of sports right after this pause. You're listening to Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We're talking sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. As I mentioned, this is Sports Takes. Having a lot of fun. Trey and I with strong opinions, hard-hitting opinions about everything in the world of sports, and it'll be no different today. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you doing, sir? Tommy, I'm doing great. But uh, as I just mentioned to you right before we started the rolling the tape, uh, it's getting really dark here at my house. Really, really dark. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on the North Shore uh, in in Louisiana, for those that might be listening, wherever I'm in Baton Rouge, we'll point that out. We're about an hour apart, uh, give or take a few minutes. Trey, about two weeks ago, the sports world, and I say that term collectively, I think a lot of people kind of feeling good, like, hey, NBA might come back. Hey, NFL's making plans. MLB was, you know, battling it back and forth on getting something going. We've seen some pro golf events, actual real events uh, happening. College football started these voluntary workouts and student athletes reporting to campus. And then in these last couple of weeks, it's kind of been a one step forward, two step backwards as we've had. Players test positive at LSU, at Clemson, at other schools, University of Houston. Several schools have shut down these voluntary workouts and whatnot. NBA is going to do this bubble thing in Florida now that the COVID uh, cases are on a big rise in Florida and don't know if that affects that. NFL still got a little time to play with, but not a lot because we're, we're quickly approaching the end of the month of June. So Trey Blossman and I here on this episode of Sports Takes is just going to bounce some things around. No structure here. We'll have fun. That's the way it goes. Trey, I'll let you start off with, with some of your thoughts again as we approach the end of June. Well, Tommy, let me touch on this first uh, so I don't forget. Tis the Law is a serious triple crown contender. I don't know if you saw the race Saturday, but uh, 
you know, horse racing has not been in the headlines. Normally, by the time we get to the Belmont, we've got the suspense in some years of a potential Triple Crown winner. Well, a shortened Belmont was the first leg of the Triple Crown this year. It's kind of all out of order. Uh, tremendous race by a horse I didn't know a whole lot about, but I think that this horse is going to be very tough to beat. I'm aware that that horse won. I did not see it. You know, I, I kind of uh, on the surface racing guy, triple crown thing. Uh, our dear friend who we lost several months ago, Dave Scanliato, was very big into horse racing. So uh, sometimes I'd learn from him uh, on some things. So I'm going to take your word about this horse and we'll see how that happens going forward and, and what the results of the other legs of the triple crown are. Yeah, anyway, just just wanted to mention that for sure. You know, I got into horse racing. A good friend of my family and my brother, he used to date one of my cousins, Brian Krantz, who he and his mother used to own Jefferson Downs and eventually bought the fairgrounds from Louis Roussel's family. A tremendous history in horse racing. He got me interested in it when we were in high school. And I've always been interested in it. And I, I watch all the Triple Crown races, and I try and watch some of the others. Uh, anyway, looking well, forward uh, to watching Tis the Law in the upcoming races, Tommy. I got uh, I got a good horse racing story for you. Okay. Uh, back in the day when I was still living in Covington, uh, they opened one of the off-track betting parlors in Covington on Highway 190 right near I-12. And a couple of us would go out there every now and then and act like we knew how to read a racing form. And, you know, we'd bet our $2, $5, $10, whatever it was. And you know, every now and then we'd hit something. So then we thought we knew what we were doing. <laughs> and I remember one day sitting in there with, with several guys, all of which you probably know. And I looked, uh, I just took like a step back and I just looked at the whole room and I said, Hey, I got, I, I just observed something guys. And they go, what's that? I go, look over there. There's eight windows where you can place a bet and look to the right. There's only two windows where you cash in a ticket. That ought, <laughs> that, that ought to tell us something guys. We, we can't win here. I actually, I remember thinking that going, I need to stop this foolishness. And I don't know if I went back, maybe once or twice, but, you know, to have a cold beer and watch my friends act like they knew how to read a racing form. Well, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> oh, so anyway, you know, glad you brought up the horse racing. It's not something you and I have talked a lot about over the years, but, hey, it is a sport, and it's one that's happening right now. Hey, it's something to watch. I bet the numbers were huge on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and I bet the take uh, or the, the amount of money played uh, – Legally and illegally was quite large as well. Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere, Tommy, I, uh, Brett Favre and Jim Harbaugh have both come out with the most ridiculous of comments. And I have to wonder if these guys just took too many hits to the head. And I'm serious. I'm not joking. Well, well Brett Favre, Favre, Brett Favre walked, Favre, it, back. Brett he, he walked Favre, it back, though. Oh, did he? Well, yes, for those who don't knows. know, he compared Ka Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman, who left the glory and the money at the NFL to become an Army Ranger and gave his life fighting for the country. Colin Kaepernick has not one thing in common with Pat Tillman. Well, when Favre walked it back, he tried to say that all he meant was both people gave up their football career because of something they felt was important. But then he clearly 
I mean, he, he clearly discerned the fact that you know, what Tillman did and gave up his life. It was truly a hero, you know, and that he didn't want to put Kaepernick in that same category. Now, Jim Harbaugh, I, I'm about to start a new website, but here's my take on Jim Harbaugh. And well, let's, let's qualify this. He compares Kaepernick to Muhammad Ali and Jackie Robinson. Well, I will say this. Less than 10 people care about what Jim Harbaugh says. <laughs> See, I want to start a website, less than 10 people. And then I can, I mean, you know, because less than 10 people care what Jim Harbaugh says. I mean, he, he has just exposed <laughs> himself as just a, a total ass clown to say, to use your term that you coined and used uh, with me a decade or so ago. And I've never forgot it. Harbaugh is an, uh, the ultimate definition of an ass clown, and he's not a good football coach. No, he's definitely not a good football coach. He's taken a national power and made an average team out of them. Uh, I mean, that team used to always be in contention, and they're not even close anymore. But uh, let, let me go back to what you said. Favre walked back, Tommy, and that Kaepernick gave up playing for something he believed in. Kaepernick didn't give up playing. Kaepernick's not on a football team because none of the 30 teams think he can help them win. You and I talk about this all the time. If, if you think a player can help you win, you sign him to your team. We've seen that with Antonio Brown numerous times. He's absolute poison, but yet people keep trying him. And that's another thing on my list. Seattle and Baltimore are both talking to Antonio Brown right now. If Colin Kaepernick was good enough to help a team win – He'd be on a roster, Tommy. Well, and I always use the example, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was involved in a double murder. I don't know that he murdered two people, but he was involved. I think he knew more information than what he disclosed. And he paid off the two families of the victims so that they wouldn't sue him. In the NFL, the Ravens put him on a roster because he could help them win a football game. Back to what you said. If there was an NFL team, that thought Colin Kaepernick made them a better football team or gave them a chance to win a game or win a division title or make a playoff run, he'd already been on the roster. You know, he, he's a, he's an ass clown, too, because, you know, the NFL conducts this special workout for him and he decides not to show up. I don't think right. he wants to play, you know, and, and I mean, again, if he could play, he'd be on a roster. And what, what I didn't like about the orchestrated workout for Kaepernick, and I'm trying to do some really quick math in my head here, but since Kaepernick's been out of football, there have probably been 2000 guys cut from an NFL team. Half of those guys who, which probably think they should have made it. Okay. Half of them didn't work. Why didn't they get a tryout? You know, why, why didn't the commissioner orchestrate a tryout for some wide receiver that got cut by the Houston Texans or something? You know, uh, it, it's 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 just uh, it's just this whole thing that's happening in our country now and in our sports world where everybody's getting too soft. Everybody's wanting to, to cater to this person and that person, and I'm sick and tired of them saying that America is a racist com- country because. Approximately 13 or 14 percent of the population of America is African-American. Yet an African-American was elected not only once, but twice as the president of the United States of America, which means they had to have other than African-Americans voting for him. Okay, so I'm tired of all that. And that that goes into this Kaepernick thing. You know, if I'll say it, if Kaepernick was white, I don't think we got any of the same stuff going on, although he has parents who adopted him and his parents are white. 
Yeah, he lived a life of luxury with the uber-rich parents. Not just wealthy parents, uber-rich parents, Tommy. Uh, Look, you said he doesn't want to be on a roster. I agree with that. And you know why? He would rather be able to complain about it, okay? It's the same thing with the Democrats and immigration reform. For the last 10 years or plus or minus, we've been talking about we need to do serious immigration reform. But the Democrats, even when Obama had the House and the Senate, he could have done anything he wanted. They didn't even bring it up because they would rather be able to complain about it than actually do something about it. That's the exact situation Colin Kaepernick is in right now. And you're absolutely right. He does not want to be on a roster. He he doesn't want to be on a roster because then he's got to prove himself on the field or be willing to be a backup. Okay. now I'm not saying that some of the things that he'd like to see become changed. I'm, I'm not saying there's no nothing there that doesn't have some credibility. He's probably got some some valid points. However, he's going about it the, the wrong way or trying to get that change done. And, you know, I don't think he, I think he'd have a better chance at succeeding at his goals if he was not on a roster as opposed to if he was, which might be another reason why he doesn't want to be. But again, I think less than 10 people care about what he said. Uh, I was very disappointed when I first read, read Brett Favre's comments. I was, you know, but then when he walked it back, you know, because, and the only reason he did that is he got severe backlash and blowback. Okay. The only reason Drew Brees apologized was the severe backlash and blowback that, that came at him. Okay. So, you know, it is what it is. It's just, it's just an awful time in our country for so many, many, many reasons. And, and, and I hate to see the lines getting crossed into the sports world, although that that's inevitable that that would happen. Well, Tommy, you, you lead me to this. As we sit here on, what, the 23rd day of June 2020, the nation is in turmoil. It's been a, the craziest year of my 60-plus that I've been living. And I have a feeling, as we sit here today, that sports as we have known them will never be the same. Now, life as we have known it may never be the same. But these sports leagues getting over-involved and choosing political sides, Tommy, is stupid. They're going to alienate at least half of their potential audience. And I want to know, are the Lakers going to be able to fill up an arena with Antifa and BLM people? Because law-abiding citizens are not going to continue to support these sports leagues if they're taking these far-left social justice and political stances. They're just not going to. Uh, You know, I'm not a NASCAR guy. I joked a few weeks ago I watched a couple of laps of a NASCAR race because there's just been nothing else sports-wise on television. But they're they're really pushing their audience right now, Tommy. And I think the NFL is getting ready to do the same. You and I have touched on it. There's going to be some... uh, some angry people in Tiger Stadium come to fall if what we think may happen is going to happen. And I, I just think that these sports leagues have been, for most people, a respite, a relief, if you will, from life. Something to get away from on the weekends and watch TV and get my mind off of what's going on in Seattle and Washington, D.C. But now for these leagues to get 
to roll up their sleeves and get actively involved with it, I don't think is smart for them, Tommy. I, I don't either. The unintended consequences, you never know about them. They could be good. They could be bad. They could be real bad. Now, Rick Robinson and I will do a Chin Music podcast tomorrow. We'll kind of examine the whole MLB thing. Looks like there'll be a season there that'll start approximately June 24th, play 60 games, uh, end up in September. Uh, Rick and I will do that tomorrow. So you folks that uh, listen to Talking Sports with TK, you can scroll around and find that one, which will come out Wednesday. But for MLB and for the NBA and college football, and I was a guest on Ronnie Rance's TV show in Baton Rouge earlier this week. I said, you know, these teams, this is fine and great that they're wanting to start and throw something on the wall and see what happens. But they better have a plan B and a plan C. You may have to start and stop. You may have to start, stop, and resume. You may have to start and then stop and say, okay, that's it. We'll try the next uh, calendar season that's coming up for us because, you know, for, for basketball, that's the closest one. You know what I mean? If they start playing – July the 10th, and they got to stop August the 3rd. Is it worth trying to restart in September when the next season is supposed to start in November? All them things are going to have to be figured out. So, you know, same thing with high school sports. You know, I've been in some conversation with some people in the Baton Rouge area about, about high school football, and you and I are both big fans of high school sports and especially high school football. They don't know what's going to happen there either. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of unknown. I'm all about gathering as much information as you can make the best decision that you can, be it you're an athletic director, a team owner, team president, a high school coach, whatever you might be, a commissioner of the LHSAA, and, and, and make the best decision you can make. But be prepared that you may have to make another decision rather quickly, and it may have to be a significant decision in the best interest of everybody involved. But you hit the nail on the head. I just don't know how many people are going to – use the diversion of sports to get away from that routine at work all week? Are they going to go tailgate at LSU and get ready for a football game if they got all kind of other things happening that make people uncomfortable? And not just singling out LSU, but we're in Louisiana. That that can be at Oklahoma and Georgia Tech and everywhere else. So uh, I just hope all of that's being thought out. and, And I got confidence that it is being thought out well, but we shall see. We shall, Tommy. Hey, in closing, I saw a list of the top 10 linebackers in the NFL is rated by CBS Sportsline. Is, and the it, only is reason, this cur- a current list or current all-time list? list? No, okay. current list. The only reason I clicked on it was I wanted to see if Demario Davis was on it because I thought certainly he's a top 10 linebacker. Yeah, he's number four, Tommy. Well, he's outstanding on the field and off the field. And he's on somebody, and off. He, he's, he, a, he, he's a great man and a great member of the New Orleans Saints organization. And, and, and while we're talking about Demario Davis, I want to say a lot of pro athletes do a lot of great things off the field. You know, go read books to a student classroom of fourth graders and give their money and their time in other ways to different organizations and groups. Demario Davis is definitely near the top of that list, but he's not the only one. And uh, I think that he's very valuable to the Saints. He's very valuable to the community in New Orleans in many ways. And I, I did not see the list you made reference to. I'm glad to know that he is on it, though. Yeah, I was very pleased. They're very deserving. He, he's a good player. The last thing I have today, Tommy, is I don't know if you saw this. There's been some rumors that the Los Angeles Lakers are illegally conducting team practices. 
Did you see that? Yes, I did. And uh, if that's the case, Commissioner Adam Silver's got to lower the boom. He has to lower the boom. Absolutely. You you, you have to penalize. I mean, you know, uh, you, you know, until the penalty is severe enough, you never deter the crime. That that's in sports and in life and in society. So I, I would hope if that could be proved. Okay, we live in that world now. You got to prove it. Got to have factual information. If that's the case, I mean, severe penalties and consequences would have to be, you know, handed down to the Laker organization. NBA analyst David Sampson says, to me, this is as serious as performance enhancing drugs. Uh, it's as serious, if not more serious. In my, now, I would agree with you. More serious, probably. Yeah, it's more serious because it, this is. You know, this is a collective calculation. This is a collective you know, defiance if, of if, the if, order. Yeah, yeah. If the, if two guys are on a roster to try to decide to stick a needle in their thigh and juice up a little bit, you know, that's not a collective decision by the organization. So I'm going to deem it more serious. I agree, Tommy. Hey Trey, we're going to do another episode of Sports Takes again real soon. We thank everybody for listening. We ask them to share with all their friends. Have some fun. Throw some feedback to to me on social media. And if if it's a question directed at Trey, I'll certainly make sure he gets it. We do appreciate folks listening, and hopefully we got some really good stuff to talk about. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.